Good evening. Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. I am back. Dino is back, and we're ready to give you another entertaining show, the second second show of the year. Before I introduce who my guests are tonight, oh, before I start anything, uh, Barry is supposed to be calling in. Barry, can you call in after I have my guest on because Barry's going to come on. He's got something he wants to talk about. So if you're listening, Barry, call in after I'm done with my guest. Because my guests are very important people, and I must bring them on first. But before we start anything, we have to get the star of the show. The star of the show and his intro music. Hang on. Here's his intro music. You pussy motherfucker. You pussy motherfucker. (laughs) Hello, Dino. You pussy motherfucker. Dino. Oh, Dino. You're going to sing to me now? Where are you? <laughs> you can't hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, all right. <laughs> you pussy motherfucker. What's going on? No, nothing. Just hanging around. I just wanted to sing you. That's all. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. Went out to dinner last night. Oh, Cisco and his wife. How was that? Not good. Really? Yeah. Well, we went to Capola's. Yeah. And the food was bad, man. Really? Yeah. I'm so disappointed. It was my favorite restaurant in New York. That food's usually good. I've never yeah. had a problem there. It's. I don't know. They made some changes. There was no profiterole on the menu. Oh, I was no. very disappointed. Well, just order them around like you usually do. Say, hey, go. For I it. tried that. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> They get tired of you. They say, no, fuck you, Dino. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, you just have to find another restaurant. time anyway, though. Well, that's good. Yeah. You just have to find another restaurant, I guess. That won't be difficult. Yeah, no. There's only thousands of them in New York. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know, speaking of New York, I was going to bring this up last week. I want to bring it up real quick before I bring in our our guest, because I want to ask you about this. I was talking to Russ last week, and we were talking about the... um, you know, he was talking about how there's the the police just aren't doing their job, and uh, you know this is terrible and blah blah blah. And you know he's uh, he can understand why why they're upset at De Blasio, but they need to do their job and this and that. And you know, I said Russ, at the end of the day, I said it falls on De Blasio. He's their boss, and if the police aren't doing this job, then it's on him. And De Blasio needs to step step the fuck up, apologize, and fix it. And Russ mm-hmm. says, well, you know, it's the, the you know, no, the media is saying this, the media is saying that. I don't give a fuck what the media is saying. I don't care if uh, the media is saying it's the police's fault or not. I don't, fuck the media. It's de Blasio's fault. And de Blasio needs to fix it. Correct? I agree. Yes. yes. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I heard on the radio the other day that night court in, in, in the city, they usually have, let's say, 200 cases. I'm just using a number. 200 cases a night. Yep. And the, it's it's every night it's been like 30 cases now. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I agree with Russ. I do believe that you have police officers that are just not doing their job because they're pissed off at de Blasio. They're like, fuck right. this. I, I, Absolutely. Yes, I believe that. I do. But I don't believe just because the media says it's there. I'll fuck the media. It's de Blasio's fault. He's it's the boss. De Blasio. I believe that. That's right. He's the boss and he's got to fucking fix it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. 
Do you, I mean, I mean, do you notice more crime? Do okay, you live in New York. Do you feel less safe? I I worry. No, no, I don't. I worry about my my kids. Right. Because you know, my daughter works in an area in New York that's not the most desirable neighborhood. Yep. So I worry about that. Uh, you know, I worry about her like walking from her job to her car. Right. You know that kind of stuff. I'm I'm a little concerned about. My neighborhood is. I live in a pretty good neighborhood, so I'm not really, I'm not too worried about it. But you know, I worry about you know my wife going out to the to the mall and shit like that, local stores. Right. And if you and if you get upset enough, then you, like every other New Yorker, has the right to write or call or email whatever the fuck you want to do to, to, to De Blasio and say, "Fix this, you motherfucker, fix this." Yep. Because this falls on you. I just didn't, you know, I was like, oh, the media, fuck the media. I don't care what they're saying. They're all saying it's the police fault. No, it's de Blasio's fault. I'm not agreeing with what the police are doing, but it's his fault. He's got to fix it. I agree. I think the mayor's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know you don't like him. You haven't liked him since they brought him in no, the office. No. He doesn't seem very bright either when you hear him speak. I, how the, I just still don't know how the fuck he, he, he became mayor. I, 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 don't, I, I don't get it. I don't know what happened if, if you I, I can't believe anybody would vote for him, but they did. And I don't know. Now you're stuck with him for a while. <laughs> but I hope this encourages you next time to vote. <laughs> vote against him. <laughs> no matter who the fuck it is, anybody's better than him. Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, I want to bring out our guest. All right. These are our guests. Uh, for those of you that haven't noticed already, since it's all over the SoundCloud page and the VP Live page and everything else. The new year, I started – this is how we started the new year of VP Live, okay? We have one sponsor, one exclusive sponsor. That's it. Nobody else but one. That one sponsor is Niquid, Niquid.com. And we're going to have two of the owners of Niquid.com on, Jack and Scott. Jack and Scott go way back. I mean, way, way, way back. I wish it was Jack, Scott, and Adam. There's actually three of them. I would love to have all three of them on, but I guess Adam couldn't come on. But I'm happy. I got Jack and I got Scott. You're going to be introduced to Jack and Scott. Learn about these guys because they have vaping history, and we're just going to talk vape and have a good time. Jack, Adam, and Scott actually used to do a podcast years ago. Now, though we have the longest-running podcast, you know, we weren't the first podcast. The first vaping podcast ever done was done by Jack, Scott, and Adam, which was VaporCast. Oh, really? Many, many years ago. That is correct. These guys have hit their... I love... I used to love listening to it. And then, you know, and then they moved on and they started making juice and they started the VaporCast store and then they started the Niquid and it's just... They've just grown, grown, grown and, and it's fantastic. It couldn't have happened to a better bunch of guys. I love these guys. I really do. So I'm going to bring... Well, first let me bring Scott on then I'll bring uh, Jack on. Jack's my favorite, by the way, out of the three of them. I tell him that all the time. <laughs> I talked to Adam the other day. I said, Adam, can you come on? He's like, I'm like, the idea is to have all three of you come on, but I know that's not going to happen. And he's like, well, I can, you know, see if maybe Scott. I said, just as long as I get Jack. I love Jack. He's my favorite. Let's bring Scott on first. So I love Scott, too. I love all of them, actually. I miss him. I miss listening to him. I miss talking to him. I used to see him at vape meets and stuff. And hello. Hello. Yes, Scott. Awesome. How are Hang you? On, just let me uh, turn the sound down on the webpage here. Okay. So four and a half years now, I've, I've had to hear you say that Jack is your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
is. I don't know why. I just I, I, I love Jack. I've always loved it. Even when I used to listen to the podcast, I just I love Jack. I love his input. Um, I don't know. There's just something about Jack. Everybody, you know, Scott, everybody loves Jack. Everybody loves Jack. But uh, how are you? I'm doing well. Excellent. Well, busy, busy as always. I know you are extremely busy. I want to thank you first for coming on because it's very kind of you to do this. I know you guys are very busy. And uh, like I was telling Jack before the show, you know, I, j- I just want to introduce there's there's tons of new vapors that, no, that have no idea who you are. I just want to introduce them to you guys. I want to go back. I want to explain, you know, how long you've been around, what you were doing, what you're doing now, just everything about scott and jack and nickwood and vaporcast and the website and, and all kinds of stuff just everything i mean just vape stuff in general i mean i don't think you're still rocking a prodigy in a 306 addy i think you may have moved on if because <laughs> i think the last time i talked to you is is when <laughs> is when that was <laughs> probably it oh let me bring on uh jack where's jack here he is i know jack was a little bit nervous does Jack get nervous around you, Scott? Uh, he, he does it for you. He, you make him nervous, I think. <laughs> it's, it's the man crush you have on Jack. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is the man crush. Hello, Jack. Are you there? Hello. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm excellent. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Scott gets tired of hearing you're my favorite, but you are. Uh, out of the three of you, you're always my favorite. That's a lot to live up to. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, I want to thank you for coming on, Jack. I, I, I really do appreciate it. So like I was saying before, uh, Nickwid is our exclu- uh, exclusive sponsor of VP Live. First, I want to thank you guys for doing this, for being the exclusive sponsor of VP Live. I really, really do appreciate it. And I wanted it to be a, comp- a company that I really, really believe in. And I'm going to get into later why I think Nickwood's a fantastic company and, and you know, the, the kind of work and care you put into making your e-liquid. But I want to start from the beginning. I want to start from the beginning so people know about Jack and Scott. Now, I was first introduced to Jack, Scott, and Adam. It was, I'll give you the date, November 4th, 2009. <laughs> Do you know that date? Is that the day of the first podcast? Yeah, that's right. That is, see, that's why I love Jack. That was the date. The first date of VaporCast. This is the first thing I heard. I heard this, and I got so excited. You know, when I first heard... Hang on, let me shut this off. When I first heard your podcast, it wasn't just entertaining. It was that... You guys did it right. It was the audio was perfect. Just the 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 talk between the three of you was perfect. It was just produced perfectly. I mean, it really was. I we never in vaping heard something like done right like that. I mean, you had people on, you know, the stick cam doing all that and this and that, but you didn't have something as well put together as this. I mean, at that time. You guys had been vaping. I, I mean, this was 2009, so it really hadn't been a, a, whole, a whole lot of time. Why did you decide to do a podcast? Now, I mean, of course, the reason there was none, but why did you decide, the three of you, to start doing a podcast? Go for it, Scott. All right. Well, I guess it goes back to, and I'm hearing an echo, so somebody might have to turn off their web page sound, but it goes back to uh, Jack Jack Adam and, and a, a fellow friend. They actually did a podcast before VaporCast that was not vaping related. It was uh, it was uh, like a Dungeons & Dragons based, uh, based podcast. Very entertaining. Um, 
And we all started vaping, Jack, Adam, and I, around the same time, uh, which would have been August of uh, August of 2009. Right. And we just immediately immediately became enthusiasts of of vaping. So you know, and as I listened to their podcast, I you know, more and more the the gaming podcast was was taken over by vape talk and so uh, they actually stopped doing that podcast and we said hey you know what let's let's do a podcast on vaping cuz there's nothing out there right now and we'll see if we can be uh entertaining and, and enjoy ourselves i mean it, it was it was always about just uh the three of us sitting around and, and having a good time and and talking about uh, something that we are very enthusiastic about and and helped us get off of cigarettes or quit smoking uh, it worked immediately for all of us all three of us so that's really the the genesis of vaporcast i guess you could say now when you were doing the podcast i've never asked you this before when you're doing the podcast did you guys like come in with something planned like here's our topics we're going to discuss this that this and that or did you just the three of you just like sit down in front of a mic and say let's just go for it and it was just you know just talking and then you know there was nothing really planned or was there some sort of planning that was involved the first episode we definitely wanted to plan out um kind of give like an introduction to vaping especially at that time there was there was a tremendous lack of media there was a a few there were videos on youtube and there was like uh ecf things like that so we wanted to give an intro but after that our style really doesn't lend itself very well to much planning so it ended up being a lot of ad-libbing and stuff and that's why we ended up being long-winded and stuff we've known each other for years so we we can kind of carry the conversation and whatnot between us and see where it goes and then with the power of it not being live and like this show which is what makes me nervous um we could edit <laughs> out anything that was unsavory so right right well, see, and a- I, I will say that there had there were a couple episodes after we you know we got our groove and several episodes in that we did try to plan out and they were just terrible i mean it was it was ratchet to the point of just throwing it away or right. adding it to the archive as we say right and and you know that is nice to be able to just record and then you can edit out whatever you want see i i've i've always done this live because i i think there's a beauty in me of maybe saying something stupid and it, <laughs> and it goes up anyway or you know it it I don't know it puts a lot more pressure on me I guess doing it live and I like the pressure I think it makes me do better and 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 uh I don't know just be a better host when I when I'm doing this show I mean I've come a long way since Scott, this is the 5th year I've been doing this and I've come a long way I mean I hear some of the even the shows like 3 years ago I hear some of them and I'm like oh my god you know it's but, and now that I got Dino, too, Dino, uh, you probably don't know, is uh, the star of the show. I've had Dino, God, what, for a year and a half now? It's been a while. Has it been that long? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. And, and, and having Dino is great. It really is. I mean, it just, it just helps tremendously. And uh, Dino knows exactly when to add things. And I don't know. It's just I enjoy this. You know, I, I saw Grim Green a while back. Someone asked him about doing reviews. And he said, you know, I'm going to do this until it's not fun anymore. And I feel the same about this. I'm going to keep on doing this until it's not fun anymore. Um, I'm, I'm still enjoying doing it. And people listen to it, which still amazes me today. But uh, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, you guys did the podcast for a while. Now, during Well, your- we're, we're technically, we're still doing the podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, you just had a long break. <laughs> yeah, we just had a bit of a break. Um, we, there is one in the bag, but we're not going to say when we're going to release it. Yeah, Jack would say that. Yeah, he said you recorded a. Po- I think that's excellent. Yeah, so you've been on what about a two year break, but you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. 
Listen, I would love to hear Vaporcast again. I think it's fantastic, especially now. I would love to hear the three of you talk about stuff now. You know, and I'm going to get into that too because I'm dying to know what you guys are like using now. And but anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. So during Vaporcast, you guys would talk about you know e-liquids. You would talk about e-liquids, try e-liquids, give your opinions on it. Um, now at the time, I know Jack was making e-liquid, right? Uh, I mean, when we first started, no. I mean, I, I I screwed around a little bit with like Loran's flavorings and things like that, and then gave it up because there was a lot of duds in that. And then uh, I don't know. We maybe we've been recording for about a year or so. When I started to hit some winners, uh, what I would consider winners, right? So so you started making e liquid. Scott, did you and Adam ever make e liquid at that time, or no? Was it just Jack? We we would play around with the samples Jack had, but our our flavors are generally just like off-the-wall things that really weren't vapable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Jack was really the master then. He was the one putting all... He, he started, you know, really mixing and, and getting uh, flavors down. And, uh, you know, and, and again, back then, you know, e-liquid wasn't like what it is now. You know, I mean, I see e-liquid now. It's like I saw one today uh, we have at the store. It's, it's Crowd Surfer. It's like cucumber, mango. It's, it's like eight different things in it. I mean, it, it's crazy, like... Back then, I think e-liquid was more simple. You know, you had like a grape, a strawberry. You may have had a strawberry. You added some mint. You know, it's like e-liquid mm-hmm. has just gone. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Jack? It's just gone crazy now. I mean, with, with all these mixtures and, and, you know, people are mixing eight, ten flavors together. And some of them are just terrible. But some of them actually work. Um, has mixing juice just become a, a, a lot tougher now because of all the... Mix. I mean, I don't even know how you'd even do that. How you take nine different flavors and mix them together and have it taste good. I don't even know how you'd be, you'd begin to do that. Well, I, 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 I mean, vaping hasn't been you know really popular in the states for all that long. But I kind of feel like old man vapor get off my lawn because uh, I still my primary vapes are very simple flavors. I, I that's what appeals to my palate. That's what I like to vape. Something clean and simple all day. Um, there are a couple exceptions with some more complex juices that I'll have every now and then, but I don't know. It, it's strange when you start to try to mix and you want to look into the four or five plus flavors in a bottle. Yeah, there's there's some, I don't know. It, I, it's just not the same sort of thing to me. Vaping has changed a lot in the last couple of years. So, Well, I, I think added with that that – there were, I mean, let's not let's not discount the old juices. There were some complicated juices, you know, uh, three four years ago. And I think now the the availability of of flavorings, the the had the just sheer number of flavoring providers that have popped up, have have made it easier to mix multiple flavors together. Uh, so I think I think just the the industry maturing and and having more flavor houses that you know anybody off the street could buy from uh, is is helping with that trend just because i'll also say just because there's more flavors in a bottle doesn't make it better i mean there's how how many how many throwaways did they get before they realized that they only need to add two percent mango instead of 25 percent mango right 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 so like you know back i don't know how many years ago uh, i don't know uh let's say honeybees was honeybees like a complicated e-liquid you think Oh God, honeybees! That brings back memories, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it smelled like shit too. <laughs> but people oh, loved tr- it. That's the trick of all honey flavors—they all smell like piss in the air. That's just the way it goes. Um, 
I, I don't I honestly I, I would hate to speculate, but I would guess that it wasn't a super complex flavor. I mean it was high VG and it was a honey flavor, so maybe it had some second or third notes in it, but I don't know if I would call it a super complex juice necessarily either. Right. And, and you know, also back many years ago, we were using higher PG juices and lower VG juice. I used to use a seventy PG uh, thirty VG or mm-hmm. even a twenty five uh, seventy five. And that was great because, you know, back then we were using cardamizers or we were, you know, dripping directly on just standard atomizers. And I always used a high, a high PG. Now it's changed. Now it's, you know, 70 VG, 75 VG. Now it's all about VG instead of PG. So, um, I, Kevin, I think you'd really be surprised if, if you knew what the ratio was on, on some of the – even the – the high end or, or highly popular flavors that that don't actually publish their their PG VG ratio, I think you would be surprised, and and that the VG isn't as high as as what you might think it is. You know, it, it, you, I think you're right because we have one that's uh, oh, I tried it a couple outbreak. It's outbreak e liquid, and I would swear that this juice must have I don't know eighty VG in it because it's so thick and it was so flavorful. I found it it was fifty fifty. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. I mean, it didn't even, you know, I couldn't even, I couldn't tell. I would have swore it was at least 70, 80 VG. Um, and, and, you know, so you're saying that you think a lot of the juices now would have more of a maybe middle of the road PG or there's not as much VG is what you're saying? Like the newer well, juices now? No, I mean, they, they, they vary, you know, wildly. Um, yeah. But I, I think, you know, you always see the memes like friends don't let friends vape high PG. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that to a point for sure, um, especially if you're going off, off of rebuildable and you're running at a very high temperature. You, you do want to you want to get down to the, the 50 or 60 percent VG. But I, I think really what what people don't realize is that it, it depends more on the flavoring that's being used uh, that – it depends on the flavoring that's being used to uh, where the the harshness of of the inhale or the throat hit comes from. You're you're gonna obviously you're gonna get more throat hit off of a PG. You're gonna you're gonna get off of a higher nick, but the flavoring really has a lot to play in the the harshness of the vape. Right, and you know people have to understand too. You're right. I mean, of course, if you're if you're dripping, you're gonna want a higher VG. But you know, you have somebody, for instance, that's using. I, I had someone come to the store the other day. They're using an Aspire Mini. And they had a uh, – it was a 70-30 mix, you know, more PG, and they wanted more PG. We just didn't – we didn't have anything to offer them because all our juices are high VG, and he liked the more PG. You know, you, we, we, there's still people using cardamizers, believe it or not. We have people <laughs> coming in using cardamizer tanks. Hey, man, those cardamizer tanks are, are – I still think if, if you do a, a blind comparison, they produce a better hit and a better vapor uh, flavor, I should say, not vapor, but – they, it, it's a better experience than, than a rebuild. And they're consistent. I'll, I'll put anybody on a blind taste against that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you're out of your mind on that one. <laughs> I don't know you very well, but I'd have to agree with you as well. <laughs> you're out of your mind. No, I'm telling you, cardamizer tanks are really it, – it's funny because we have cardamizer tanks for our testers, and we have people come in using all kinds of different clearos, and they'll use them and they'll say, what is this? And I'll say, it's a cardamizer tank. And they'll say, geez, this thing's fantastic. And they've never even heard of it because they're so bombarded online with, with dripping and, and K-Funds and, you know, uh, Aspires and Clearos. And they, they, they don't even know of Cardo tanks. And they, tr- and they end up buying a Cardo tank. I'm telling you, Cardo – oh, hang on a second. 
There's somebody I want to bring on. This is fantastic. Oh, my God. I'm going to have an orgasm. Hang on. <laughs> Adam just Skyped me. He said he'd come out. I think, I, listen, to have all three of the guys. Hello, Adam. Hello. Are you, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Oh, this is fantastic. We have Adam, too. This is great. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Kevin. How you been? Oh, I've been good. This is, this is wonderful. I couldn't ask for anything better to have the three. Adam, Jack, and Scott. Wonderful. Have you been listening to our conversation? Uh, yeah, a few minutes of it. So, cardo tanks are dripping. What, what, uh, you can only be stuck with one, with a dripper or a cardo tank. What are you going to choose? Where am I at? Am I stuck in my store or am I stuck on a desert island? Uh, you're stuck at your store, so you have access to any liquid you want. Uh, and rebuilding supplies? Yes. Dripper. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if I'm stuck there, it's not like I've got anywhere else to be. So if it takes me an hour every day to keep things alive, it's not a real big deal, you know. Um, if I got supplies, not a real big deal. And um, I could probably build a shitty coil at least in the same amount of time as it would take to prime a cardo. So all things being – and I got batteries for days. So yes, all things being equal, I'd probably go with the dripper. I've been wondering this too. I haven't talked to you guys in so long. I want to start with Jack first. Okay, like Jack, what what is your setup? What are you using now? Uh, well, I'm, I've got a bunch of devices I'm bouncing through, but the, my primary device is uh, an IPv3 and a Nautilus tank. Really? So you just uh, an Atlantis or just like a Nautilus standard? Nautilus? No, just a Nautilus. So I, I guess that's the big thing. Like the the dripping thing, I I like, I enjoy it, but it's a uh, very much on the side for me. Um, when I, when I look at um, dripping and K funds and things like that, I've, I've used a bunch of that sort of stuff, but it doesn't really, for for my personal taste, it doesn't really emulate smoking. Um, it feels more like a portable hookah or something. Right. Um, while the flavor and the vapor is amazing and it's great to take uh, four puffs and you know cloud up your room, that's really not what I'm looking for. I still use 18 milligram or 24 milligram, so I'm still mostly a throat hit sort of chaser. So, yeah, it's kind of simple what I use. Jack, I'm with you. I want flavor. I could give two shits about making a cloud. I don't, I don't care about clouds. I'm all about the flavor. I do enjoy dripping. I do. I think it's a phenomenal flavor, phenomenal vape. Um, I just don't like the action of dripping. I think it sucks. So I'll See, the, what I say about dripping is I, I dripped, you know, five years ago. Yep. I dripped in 2009. That's true. Uh, I'm I'm done with dripping. I, I'd rather just fill a tank and vape for a while. <laughs> That's well, right. And you, you people have to understand that. You know, years ago we just took standard addies and we were dripping in them. So we were doing this a long time ago. And and I, I agree with Scott. <laughs> Dripping's getting old now. But there was a brief that Kevin. There was a brief window um, uh, for maybe like eight or nine hours where people were rebuilding, but they weren't cloud chasing. Right. And, Right during that like eight hour window, that's when I that's when I got into it, and um, I took a trip to California basically to figure out what was going on with this stuff. And when I tried it, no one was really chasing clouds, and the flavor was off the charts. And what I found myself doing was was going back to all these flavors that were really too muted for me to really love it on a daily vape, right. and they were exploding in these drippers. Now I'm I'm with you. I think I'm not into the cloud chasing, but those you know dripping, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. I get what Scott's saying, but it's got merit. I mean. Uh, I tasted stuff that that wasn't there before, you know. Yeah, and 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 I I agree with you. I mean, I'll try a uh, an e liquid, and when I drip it, it's just a different. Ex- you try an e liquid in a cardo, and you drip it, it's a different experience. There's no question. I mean, I I use this e liquid Julius. Um, I don't like it in a tank, but when I drip it, it's phenomenal. I mean, you know, it just it it definitely changes uh, the flavor. And I got into dripping later 
because my first introduction to dripping was I was at Vape Bash in Chicago and Vaping Monkey ran up to me and handed me this mod and says, you got to try this, you got to try this. And I go, what? He goes, it's, it's, it's uh, dripping and it's, uh, just try it. And I remember trying his dripper. Number one, it was so hot that I just, I could barely vape it. And I remember the mod while I was hitting the button got so hot, I almost couldn't touch it. And I go, what's wrong with your mod? He goes, oh, it just does that when you're dripping. I said, well, fuck that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I said, That's got to be dangerous. He's like, well, yeah, but you got to know what you're doing. So that just kind of scared me off at that point, you know, and then I, I obviously got into it later. But, uh, and, and I mean, she's dripping. I mean, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you guys are in a store. I'm in a store too. And tell me if you get this. I get, we get people coming in that say, I, they don't even want an introduction. I want a dripper. I want a drip. I want to chase clouds. And it's like, oh, and I, <laughs> I tried yeah, to discourage it. It happens all the time. People come in and, and they just say, uh, what, what can I buy that will give me the biggest cloud? Right. Right. And you know what? I, I love that. You know, and, and I try. I try my hardest. And most of the time it works. I say you should start with like a Nautilus Mini. You know, maybe get a little Ely Fi stick. You know, just you, you don't jump into that. You know, I try to say, listen, this is not something where you just vape. It's, it's work, and you got to know what you're doing, and you got to know what to the right batteries and building coils. And, it, you know, and, and 90% of the time, that'll work. They'll listen, they'll say, okay, and then they'll do the right thing. But some just, just don't care. And, uh, you know, it's, it's – and these cloud-chasing competitions, oh, my God. Don't even get me on the cloud. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand yeah, it's, it. it. It's a double-edged sword because the, the dripping and the cloud chasing, I think, has really helped the the explosive growth in e-cigs the last year and a half uh, or two years. But it's it's a double-edged sword in that you know there's, that's that's going to be the downfall of of this industry, or that's going to be the downfall of of this hobby, if you want to call it that. That you know you it's hard to go into a restaurant and stealth vape. Right. Well, if if you're using a, a non if you're using a nod cloud chasing setup, it's it's trivial to go in and, and stealth vape. Right. So it's, it's great. You know, hopefully a lot of people have moved off of cigarettes because of of cloud chasing, and they found a new hobby, so some way to redirect their attention uh, and, and keep them busy. But at the same time, you know, if you screw it up for me, who's not a cloud chaser, I'm going to be kind of pissed. Right. Right. Well, I, I we're getting off topic. I want I want to get back. I'm, I'm I've got three of you guys on, and I have so many questions, so I don't want to get off track. So you were doing the podcast for a while. Now, after a while of doing the podcast, you now did Vaporcast store start first, or did you start the the juice line first? Liquid. The store. <clears throat> the store was first. So basically, um, I started mixing liquids and. I, it it had changed from where I was buying all my liquids from someplace else, and then uh, started vaping what I was making exclusively. And uh, we hosted a few local vape meets, and I was giving it out, and people were like, "You know, if you sold this, I would buy this." Um, and so I, there was just one of those points where the three of us looked at each other and said, "Well, might as well give it a go, see what happens." So we right. started. So you started the story three years ago or so. Now, now let me ask you this because I, I asked I asked Nick this too when I had him on because you know eventually he started a juice line and started his website and everything else. When you started doing this, were you concerned like what are people out there going to think? Like we're doing the podcast and all of a sudden because you know back then things were ridiculous. It was like oh geez what there's there are vendors now they're selling juice now blah 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 blah. 
were you concerned about that at all? Were you were just you were just like you know what whatever this is the right thing to do and Jack's got good juice and but did it were you concerned at all about what vapors would would <laughs> well, think? Absolutely, would be the answer to that. That was we, probably one of. The, I'm sorry, Jack. There's a little bit of a lag. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, so um, I think that for us, um, you know, one of the things that we loved about doing the podcast was the satisfaction that we got out of it. It was um, uh, it was a great chance for us to sit down, sometimes have a couple cocktails, be a little silly, do what we love, talk about it. But that moment right there was one of the best moments for us, I think, um, in all the in all the podcasts that we ever did was just that genuine outcry. That it was very. Uh, it was very heartfelt and it was very honest, and we we made a, a major plea to the to our our listener base that you know we wanted everyone to know it was coming for us and what it meant to do that, and uh, certainly something that you know I look back with a lot of fondness because um, I mean we'd all, always been extremely honest and genuine. If we didn't like something, we said it. We had Honeybee's Gate. We even had ripped the. Uh, the original Darwin to shreds before actually using it. That one, not so good, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but that moment um, when when we decided to launch the business, I mean, we immediately went to the to the recording uh, studio and our little studio and uh, put it down. Uh, very, very, very genuine. I think you know. And it, yeah, it, you, you did. And, it, and listen, I at the time I thought it was fantastic. I mean, but I, I want to bring up a point that Jack was talking about before. Now. Jack started making juice, okay? So, what, and you heard Jack. What Jack said is, you know, he started bringing it around, giving it to friends, giving it to people, having them try it, seeing what they thought, this and that. So, then when you guys decided, okay, Jack's good at making juice, let's, you know, start the website, let's sell some of this juice. Now, I would imagine, like, you've done with everything else you've done in vaping, you did it right, you did it professional. You, you locked Jack in a basement in a clean room and said, make juice, let's go. <laughs> but, I mean, you did it right. I mean, I, I, right, am, am I wrong here? You, you, you did it the right way. Before- we did it as right as we knew how to at the time. So right. when we first started, no, I wouldn't have looked back in our original setup and say, yes, that's quote-unquote right. It wasn't, it wasn't the sort of environment necessarily. I think a lot of people who were mixing juice at the time were kind of doing it you know, in kitchens and things like that. Um, but every step along the way, we cleanliness and trying to follow some sort of, um, I don't know, just uh, more of a systematic sort of way to do it. Like uh, the first time when we actually got our first office, we took uh, an office and we tore it up and we we laid down some, uh, we put up like vinyl tile and stuff. So it was a cleaner environment and we got cleaning solutions and things. I mean, we tried to do it as best as we could with as little know-how as the industry really was giving out at that time. Right, and that's the thing I want to point out. Back then, there really wasn't any sort of anywhere to turn to say, well, how do I make a clean room to, to make e-liquid? I mean, there was like almost no resources. I mean, you, you just kind of at that point had to kind of improvise and say, you know, come up with what the best thing there would be to do. But that's not the case now. The case now is there's plenty of resources now, guys. There's plenty mm-hmm. of resources, and anybody can go online and figure out what they would need, uh, how much it would cost, what kind of clean room they would need. And I'm not saying you have to go out and spend tens of thousands of dollars and get, get a building. You, if you wanted to, you could learn how to make a proper clean room in your house if you wanted to. You could do this. 
What's happening now, though, guys, is that's not what's happening. You have so many people out there. And I, we had one come, uh, come in the store not, just last week. You know, this guy, he comes in. He's like, oh, I'm making e-liquid. Uh, you guys want to carry it? And, th- and then he's asking us how long he should steep the, the uh, nicotine. He obviously has no idea what he's doing. He's making this shit in his apartment. And he's, go- he's going around trying to sell it to stores. And there's too much of this going on. That scares the shit out of me. <laughs> it really does. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I personally, I don't want to sound like um, like the limiting factor here for uh, entry to market for juice manufacturers, but it, it is becoming, um, it's becoming more of, of a business when you have, you know, actually your lab, you know, production team is the smallest portion of your st- of your staff anymore. When you've got things like batch records and. Um, uh, processes for everything, and, and you're, you know, it's it's more of a well-rounded business. It's not just Jack in a 64. His first lab was 64 square feet, I think. Was eight by eight, Jack? It was small. Yeah. So, I mean, it was all vinyl. The walls were sealed and everything, but you had 64 square feet. Now it's, um, you know, even if you wanted to to do that, even if you were doing the small office or home, in order to um, one, you know, juice. Now there's so many avenues of selling that you got to be able to make a lot of juice. Uh, right. You got to have, you know, the the web uh, to be able to fulfill orders and you got to have batch records and systems for that stuff. And, um, what I'm seeing is that, uh, the home business liquid, uh, thing is really starting to become a little harder to do with, with what the, you know, where the industry is kind of managing itself to go. And that is, you know, all these traceabilities and, and, uh, testings and, reports and and the SOPs for maintaining all this to be compliant with either GMP or ISO certs you know it's it's getting to be pretty in depth right well i hope so it needs to be because it it really does frighten me i mean how how many people are just you know out there they 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 it's like they don't care i i think they 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 get some do it yourself stuff and they start making e-liquid and they go, holy cow. And they're seeing how much it costs to make this and how much they could sell it for. And they just think money, money, money. And I, I see them. They run around to brick and mortars across the country and, hey, buy my e-liquid and sell my e-liquid. And, oh, geez, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's really frightening. It's like, you know, and especially now, I mean, lately with in the past six months and people are talking about diacetyl and acetylpropanol. And, and you know, now you have Dr. Farslino's doing these tests, to, which I love. Kevin, people doing. have been talking about that since 2008. Di- yeah, di- yeah, di- diacetyl yeah. has yeah. been well known since 2008. I don't, yes. I don't know why <clears throat> it's now suddenly this issue. Like people never heard of it. Well, because I think you know, a majority of vapors weren't around 2008. <laughs> so you know, for a lot of people, this is something new. I mean, someone who's been vaping for a year, you know, they don't really know that that, that this has been going on for years. But yeah, it it, it is getting brought up again, and uh, I I I don't know. I I. I'm I'm still kind of confused on it because there's so much information. I don't know what's right, what's wrong. Some people say, "Oh, it's just custards, and it's just uh, anything creamy. That's the stuff, and just stay away from that." And then people tell me, "Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, you you could just use a, a grape e-liquid, and it could have it in there." Um, is it harmful? Is it not harmful? I have no fucking idea. There, there's been so much put out there about it. I, I I don't think vapors even know what to think anymore. And I think most vapors at this point, they, they kind of say, oh, well, cigarettes were so bad. So, you know, they use that excuse. I, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I don't know what to think about diacetyl anymore or acetylpropanol for that matter. Um, I don't know, guys. But anyway, 
I want to get back to what I was getting to before. So we started the Vaporcast store, and you had that. Well, you had the website, right? And then from the website, did it go to a uh, brick and mortar? Yes. Okay, so you had a brick and mortar. And then when did Nickwood start? Because Nickwood's just a liquid company. Did that start shortly after that? Uh, I think you guys will have to correct me on the date, but I think it was um, just a handful of months after we opened the first brick and mortar. We had built in our store uh, a clean room of sorts, the vinyl walls, the same sort of thing, three basin sink, uh, stainless steel tables, things like that, that we were just prepared to continue doing uh, the vapor cast line as we always had, and um, and then the Nickwood popped up and we quickly moved out of there. <laughs> so, right, and and the, the Nickwood, you know, and it, it, I I believe it's still this way today. But when you started, for instance, you had grape, phenomenal, blueberry, phenomenal. You just had basic flavors that were phenomenal. That's you know what that doesn't exist anymore. Like ninety five percent of e-liquid companies, you just can't get grape, blueberry, strawberry. It's it's blueberry, peach, pear, plum with banana. <laughs> you know, you have fifty fucking flavors, and you know they were simple and they were delicious. You had the uh, there was one you had that was lime with like a, like a menthol. What was that? It was the uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was it was lime with menthol. It's like it was that triple rainbow before it became stripes. Is that what that was? No, 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 no. It was just a lime with menthol. It was God, Dimitri knows. Sublime. Yeah, sublime. 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 Oh, oh, so wonderful. And I fucking hate menthol and I love sublime. <laughs> I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't understand, but it it was fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, so in the beginning, you just did really simple. Are, are you still doing that now? Are you, you still have those basic flavors or is it now like everybody else where it's 50 fruits and in, 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 in one liquid? <laughs> so the, the real for, for us, the, the complication has been um, is kind of the, the diacetyl acetone and acetylpropanil sort of um, complication. So the more you want to get into the more complex flavors, the more flavors could be potential problems. And so um, a lot of our flavors are still more of the simple, um, simpler flavors. And that's mostly, honestly, not because of uh, a lot of the testing reasons, but that's more my palate. I That's just what I prefer. If I'm going to vape something all day, I want one or two flavors, and it's just the way I am. Right. Um, I've tried a lot of the the, the com- quote-unquote complex liquids, and they just, f- for whatever reason, they don't do it for me. I'm not saying they're bad. They're just not to my, te- my palate. Um, but we are, we're currently working. I've got other gentlemen who mix um, – who have different palettes and, and we're working on stuff. But when you throw in testing and you want to test individual flavors and you want to test complete products, um, you would be, well, maybe you wouldn't, but it, it, I was personally stunned with how many things do contain components in it that you do not want to vape that you wouldn't think it, it might be a fruit flavor or something that shouldn't really have buttery notes. But will contain diacetyl, acetylene, um, acetonin, one of these components that we don't want in there. So flavor creation has become much more complex than, yes, this seems like reputable uh, flavor company. Let's put them in a bottle and find what tastes good. It's become a little bit more <laughs> more right. complex than it used to be. Well, it's interesting. You made a point. I, I didn't realize this. So like people say – people have asked all the time, so what juices do I know would have – 
I, I guess not necessarily safe, but would have less acetylpropanol or, 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 or diacetyl. So something like you're saying, something simple, just a blueberry or a grape. I mean, that's probably your best bet to get, you know, to avoid that as much as you possibly can. Just getting, having a simple flavor. Mm-hmm. So- it, it may, it may. And that's, that's been the real complication in this. And it's one of the reasons we, we have not been trying to flood out a bunch of flavors. We've made the flavors that I personally consider home runs and then we'll do testing and they have no buttery notes. It's no custards, no creams, no butters, nothing like that. Right. And they will still come um, with a very high level of one of those things. So we have to, we have to chuck it and go back to the drawing board. So, while most of the time, yes, the general rule of thumb is if it's really buttery or creamy, a lot of the times those are going to be more suspect. Um, they're not always – it's not always the case that those have those components, but those are the most suspect. But it's it's very surprising how many of the non-creamy, non-buttery flavors still come up with these components. Right, right. Now, now let me ask you this. When you make a juice – I would assume that you uh, and, and, and you come up with a, uh, a new juice. I would assume you have Scott and uh, Adam try it. Yeah. Do as, are, are there times that like you've made a juice and like maybe Scott would say, "I think it's fantastic," and Adam would say, "Oh, I think that sucks." When when that when that happens, is it, since there's three of you, is it kind of like a majority thing? Like, well, if two like it, then it stays, or if two don't like it, then it goes. I mean, <laughs> how does that how does that work? Well, I, the last time. Um... Jack will usually put a panel together. And the last time, I think he brought like 44 flavors forward. And I think we um, we had about six or seven people in the conference room. And um, I think of that, Jack, how many made it through? Seven or nine of the 44? Well, no, out of the 44, it was something around 30. But out of the 30, it was only about nine that passed test. <laughs> oh, because of the materials, yeah. Correct. Now, does that bum you out, Jack? Are you like, oh. <laughs> I, I can't explain the absolute feeling of defeat when you're like, I have made rock-solid flavors and then that cannot contain these components and then get the test results and be like, okay, well, that's gone. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really disheartening, but... You know, I, I the one of the things that I at least I th- I think the three of us would agree on um, is when we got into um, not even really well I mean when we got into the liquid manufacturing store all of it was the idea that yes all vaping was probably better than smoking but to find out if we were producing something or selling products that might harm somebody would be absolutely devastating so i mean i think it's worth the time to do the testing and the research and all, and all that but but that doesn't make it much less disheartening when you find out you had 30 flavors that you really liked and only 9 of them were of acceptable levels right yes and 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 this is what i love about nickwood this is what i love about the three of these guys you know, there's not that many people out there. Uh, you know, they could produce a juice and go, oh, my God, this is the most phenomenal thing ever. Do testing and find out levels are high and go, nope, we can't put it out there. We're not going to do it. And they don't do it. A lot of companies won't do that. They'll sit there and say, oh, this juice is phenomenal. We're going to sell millions of bottles. Oh, testing's high. Fuck it, whatever. Put it out there. They don't, they, they, they don't care. <laughs> okay? You guys care. There's, there's quite a bit. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sure there's other companies that care and are doing this. But, you know, you really got to be careful. And this is what I like about these guys because I know I've known these guys for years. And I know that if they put out a juice, it's going to be 
There's no such thing as a safety liquid, but it's going to be the safest it could possibly be. And they're going to make sure, you know, they're not going to put something out there that they feel that could potentially harm somebody. That's why I love Nickwood. That's why I love these guys. All three of you. It's phenomenal. We need more companies like Nickwood doing this. So anyway, let me. <laughs> well, one, one thing I want to say about that. Well, I appreciate the plug. Um, th- there's a really interesting thing about all of these components, and it doesn't matter how much you know about what these components potentially could do. Who knows? You know, we don't have enough long-term testing. Right. Well, a lot of people, the truth is, if like um, I know of people we've given test samples to that they've just vaped, you know, a few mils of, and we find out, no, this doesn't test right. We're not. We're just going to go ahead and cancel this flavor. Some people don't care, and that's what's surprising to me is they're, they're, it's not that companies don't care. It's that the consumer doesn't care about it. And that's, that's true. That's true. That's that's. You know, I, I don't. You can only do so much with that. I mean, consumers want what they want. If they love these buttery, creamy, really high diacetyl flavors, and they don't care because it's you know, quote unquote, safer than smoking. It's just a very strange dynamic to be trying to do what's safe, but then your consumer is saying, "I don't care if it's safe. I like its flavor. Please sell it to me." Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I I, I agree with that. I mean, I've even. I've even seen posts like an e-cigarette and several people have said, yeah, I don't care. I don't care if it's loaded with dice. Yeah, I love it. Give me more. They, they, they don't care. <laughs> they're, they're fine with it. They, it's, it's, that, that is amazing to me. And don't get me wrong. I don't believe, even when I started vaping, which it's, God, it's, this is going to be the sixth year I've been vaping. Um, even when I started, I didn't kid myself to believe this was 100% safe. You know, I, I, I had no, I, all I knew was I wasn't smoking anymore. And after about six months of doing it, I felt a lot better than I did when I was smoking. But, you know, in a sense, the four of us, I could say, I mean, we've, in a sense, been guinea pigs. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've been the guinea pigs to, uh, you know, see what happens. I mean, you, know, I, you guys have been doing it about five, six years. Um, we're all alive. I mean, I feel okay. I don't know about you guys. I hope you guys are feeling okay. I'm not growing a third arm or a third leg or anything. Uh, everything's okay so far. Uh, I gained 40 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> Dino gained 40 <laughs> yeah. pounds. But, you know, again, long term, 20, 25 year, years from now, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what could happen? I, I'm hoping everything's fine. I have no idea. But what I do know, and this is why I started vaping, is I knew how bad cigarettes were, and I knew they were going to put me in an early grave. That I did know. So, you know, because I had this conversation with my mother when I first started doing this. I said, well, listen, I know smoking's bad. And it's going to kill me. Could this... Could this be just as bad or maybe could be, but you know what? Maybe it's not. Maybe this will be fine. Maybe I'll be able to do this till I'm a hundred years old and the, the, you know, to the day I die, who knows, but it's the risk I was willing to take, you know, anything just at that point to, to get off cigarettes. Cause nothing else was working for me. Nothing. Well, from, from a business owner standpoint though, I, I don't ever want to be sitting in front of a congressional committee like the tobacco companies did in the eighties. And and say you know do you know that your product had the diacetyl in it? Yes. You know do you know that? Were you aware of the potential health consequences? Yes. You know I, I don't ever want to put myself in that position. Right. Uh, it just sucks that the the consumers, uh, a large part of the consumers, don't really have a, such a high priority on that, and it's their choice. Uh, right. But there are consumers out there that that do definitely care. Yeah. No. I I, I care. I do. I mean, I, I, I use the simplest flavor. I, I'm, right now, I'm uh, well. Right now, I'm using chocolate mint because I just I love chocolate mint. 
I, it's, it's, it really is. It's phenomenal. And, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to make a chocolate, isn't it, Jack? It's really, what, okay, let me ask you this. It's hard to make a chocolate and it's hard to make a cherry. I have yet to taste a decent cherry. Why is it so hard to make a cherry? <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know. For me, there, there's, a, there's a few of them. There's a chocolate, cherry, raspberry. They're, they're all my bane. Um, all of them are difficult to work with, and all of them have strange components with them. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's because of whatever components that they use, and it just don't taste very natural. That, that's the long and the short of it. I mean, you could use an extract or something like that, something that will probably degrade over time and and do some nasty stuff in a bottle um, uh, if you wanted to get a more natural flavor. But if you want to use something that will hold up for, for a long amount of time, they just they don't quite cut it. And I think that might be a lot of the times why you'll see these flavors in a mix. Um, a raspberry on its own might have this waxy sort of flavor, but if you have a raspberry and a couple other fruits, it might taste better. Uh, I don't know. I, I they're, they're, My favorite raspberry I ever had, I would never work with because it had food coloring in it and all different other types of stuff that you don't need right, <laughs> for flavor, right. but... So I I, I don't know. I've only had one ch- – in the six years I've been doing this, I only had one cherry that was actually phenomenal. It was from the UK. Some girl sent it to me. It was some girl in the UK that made it. She called it Cherrylicious. Oh, my God. It was, I, I had one little 10-milliliter bottle of it. I went through it in two days. It was phenomenal. I've never had a cherry like that in my life. I was never able to get it again. Um I I miss it dearly, and I still think about it to this day. <laughs> I mean, it was just really, really good. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the only one I've tried. The others I've tried have just been just been horrible. And everybody always says that makes juice. Oh, cherries are just so hard. And and this chocolate mint, I love this chocolate mint because I've never had a chocolate that was good. I mean, this is actually a good chocolate mint. It's like it's like an Andy's candy, and it's just I don't know the guy the, the guy just pegged it. It, it, it it's just phenomenal. All right. So anyway, I want to move on. So I want to move to you, Scott. What are you using today? What What is your setup? Right now, uh, in my hand, I have a Vapor Shark uh, RDNA with a uh, Spire Nautilus. A Spire Nautilus, really? You and too, I'm, huh? I'm rocking at, a, at, a, at an unbelievably high twelve watts. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> what about you, Adam? What are you using now? Dripper or, or no? Nautilus. Well, <laughs> No, not at all. Um, I'm still using uh, an Opus D. Um, wow. I absolutely love uh, the form factor. Yep. At a uh, growing grabbingly high 9.9 <laughs> watts with a uh, with an Aspire Nautilus in there. So, so all three of you love the Nautilus then. You're all Nautilus fans. This sounds like the shoemaker with holes in his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I – Devices really don't excite me much anymore um, when you're talking about electromechanical because everything goes to a range that I don't need. Right. Um, so 50 watts, 150, 200, 400. Uh, one guy had a car battery doing 2,000 watts or whatever. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Um, it's going to last me six months because I'm going to run it at maybe maybe if I get crazy, 11 watts. Um, but the Nautilus gives me 85% of that experience with you know 5% of the work, and that's really good math for vaping. So um, – yeah, I love it. But I, I think you would have been interested in, in like variable wattage and, and stuff because, you know, I now correct me if I'm wrong, but back in the day, like if you had a uh, a mechanical mod, wouldn't you like stack the batteries and, and use six oh, yeah. volts? And yeah, I mean, so you just. Yeah, but we were, were also stacking batteries on 510s on that were two and a half ohm. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you've got a one and a half ohm, you know, you, you don't 
well, you certainly probably shouldn't stack batteries. Right. No, I pulled my Chuck out of the box the other day. Uh, my first, the first mod I ever had, and uh, you know, a six pack of what are they? Were the RCR one twenty three A's? The the ten for sixteen sixteen three forties. They were right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but they were tiny. Stacked them for uh, high high voltage, and you know, you let the cards fall where they will. Um, but uh, you know, I like battery capacity. So obviously, the Opus isn't real big as far as battery goes. But you know, I, I can still go about a day on it. You know. It, holds up right now i'll ask you guys i I gotta ask you guys this too because i'm interested in in what you think about this like for example uh take the segeli 150 watt box mod in your opinion having a hundred well number one i just want to i just want to state this i think now that we have regulated devices and people don't have to use mechanical mods anymore i think it's phenomenal i think it's great i think the more and more people should be using a regulated mod. I think it's extremely dangerous to be building point one ohm uh, fucking drippers and putting on a mech mod. I think that's extremely dangerous. So I think it's wonderful that there's devices like this where people can now still drip and 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 uh, you know build point two and point one ohm coils and at least be able to do it safe on a regulated mod. But on the other hand, I think 150 watts, 200 watts, 250 watts is ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I completely just think, agree with you. I don't think there's a need for it. I, I am I wrong? I, you know, I don't I, think you're wrong. I think that, um, I think if I wasn't in the industry, if I wasn't running a retail business and a manufacturing firm, I would probably be tinkering a whole lot more with that stuff. I think it's cool, and I'm a nerd, and I like to nerd out and do that. Um, I think it's dangerous. It can, can be certainly dangerous. Um, but I still think I would tinker with it more. The bottom line is for me is that all that stuff is awesome. Um, and if you do it, great. But it, for me, I just, I just want to vape. Vaping for me isn't really a hobby much anymore um, because I don't have the time to really enjoy it like I used to. You know, now it's very much utilitarian. It's, it's a staple in my life and, and not a whole lot more personally. Right. right. What about you, Scott? What do you think? Is there any I, think I, I think the – I think the three of us. Well, I'll speak for myself. Um, I, I don't have new vaporitis anymore. Yeah, you know, and I think that that might be for me the the big difference. You know, there was. I mean, I was <clears throat> like you know late two thousand nine, early two thousand ten. I was building mods. I was you know converting those flashlight batteries. I have a a, a still functioning variable voltage NUC fist pack. I've got. Uh, you know the the Cisco laser pointer mod when when he posted that on ECF. Uh, you know I I remember building mods and stacking CR2 batteries. Right. If you want to talk about you know potentially blowing your face off, but I'm not as I'm not as enthusiastic about it. I don't have the new vaporitis anymore. I want something that that I like to feel in my hand. That it's it sits well in the car in my pocket. I don't have to worry about it firing. I don't have to I don't have to tinker on it. When uh, when the atomizer needs change, I put a new atomizer on and I go. So, you know what? How much of the the new mindset with with all these mechanicals and, and all these RDNAs and 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 what have you is that just new vaporitis? Well, I, no, it's kind of rhetorical. You know, I, I think it's it's almost. Imp- I think it's tough now to have new vaporitis because understand back then, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, we'd have stuff come out. Everybody knew about it. It wasn't like today. Today, there's something new coming out every day. You just can't keep up. 
I mean, how many uh, fucking rebuildable, uh, how many RDAs are there? How many RBAs are there? How many uh, mech bots coming every day? You know, variable voltage, variable wattage. Uh, there's so much stuff now. It's, it's, I can't keep up with all of it. I don't know how the fuck you'd even keep up with all of it. Um, I, I really, you can't. I mean, back then it was a lot more simple. I mean, you know, Pure Smoker came out with a Prodigy. It was like, yeah, then the Prodigy V2. Then you had a you had the Alt Smoke uh, screwdriver, and then you know you, you had the Cisco 306 atomizers, and you know it was a lot more. I think it was just a lot more simple back then, and you had products coming out, but it was spread out. Not like now. Now it's crazy. Well, it was simple to a point. I mean, you still had you still had Tinker Factor, which which is you know basically rebuilding. That's that's your tinkering. Only instead of wrapping new coils or or trying to get this this new exotic coil and and having something for your Instagram feed, you you build a mod and you put it on ECF and you showed it off and you said you know look look what I built and and if you want to build one too, here's how to do it. Here's a here's a a, a walkthrough. It wasn't even a YouTube video of how to do it. Is here's a walkthrough. I think the just the, the scene has changed, and what what people tinker on has changed. Well, uh, you know, in addition to the scene changing, I think that um, the public awareness has shaped it a lot. I mean, like when the Model T Ford came out, you know, people were just thrilled that there was a car that was relatively affordable that they could drive because they didn't drive. And when these vape products came out, we were just thrilled with the fact that we could vape. We sure should didn't see anybody who was vaping. If you walked down the street, you weren't going to pass anybody who was vaping. Right. It was absolutely a luxury to be able to vape. That in and of itself was was the win and and now because there's so much public awareness and there's so so many products i mean again the the, the simile would be there's 50,000 different kinds of cars that practically drive themselves now so now the new new vapors don't seem to be thrilled with just the ability to vape but the options that they have and the tinkering abilities and the cloud chasing and the subohming and the thousands and thousands of flavors and it's it's just a very different um the baby's kind of growing up, you know, it's, it's a different age of vaping and it's only been what five, six years. So it's, it's pretty incredible really. Oh, it really is. I mean, the, the innovation, the, how fast the innovation has been in this industry is un unfucking believable. It really is. And, and it, you know, it's, it just seems, I, you know, it, I just, I can't keep up, you know, I'm, I'm, I have right now I have a vapor flask. It's a whole 40 Watts and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm completely happy. I got an orchid on it. I couldn't be happier. I have a mech mod where I use my my marquee dripper on it. That's it. I you know I see I see stuff come out. I work in the store every day, so we have people come in and say, hey, "Check this out, check that out." Yeah, I, I, you know I really don't care. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm happy with what I have. Um, I use the same e liquids pretty much all the time. I don't really switch it up. Um, I, I stick with my my flavors that I like, and uh, I don't know. It just I, I just can't keep up. There's just so much. There's so much. And, you know, that's what worries me about what's going on with the FDA, too, because when they come down with those regulations, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I'm praying to God that they, they change that grandfather date. Imagine if they kept that grandfather date, which I think is 2008 or 2009. It's 2007. 2007. Okay. All this stuff's gone. It's gone. I mean, what was out in 2007? I don't think cardamizers weren't even out in 2007. They had carts. <laughs> well, it doesn't even matter if a product was out in 2007. And I, you probably don't want to get into nitty-gritty details, but the only reason why the 2007 date is it comes into play is if you can show substantial equivalency, which even if you even if e-cigs and, and they were for sale in 2007, you you cannot show a substantial equivalency claim against uh, a, a you know a fucking stick 
from uh, what was that company? Smoking Everywhere. Yep. And uh, and a vapor shark. It just it's not going to happen. So right. substantially. So the, the the grandfather date really means hill of beans. Right. Now, now I, I want to ask you guys this question. Speaking about the FDA regulations. Now nobody really knows what's going to happen. We're waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, I know I used to talk to you guys. You know, now and again, years and years ago, when you first started doing the store and, and you know, everything else, you first started doing Nickwood. Um, I, I remember there was the longest time, like Adam, for you, for example, where you were concerned. I mean, you had a, you know, your regular job and you were doing this at the same time. And you had a concern about, you know, leaving your regular job and doing this full time. Now, all three of you, this is your life. This is your livelihood. You're doing this full time. You've grown Nickwood to this huge thing. You've got the Vaporcast stores. Does it concern you? Like, I mean, it's got in some way like, oh, my God, like what if these regulations come down and just put us all out of business? I mean, I I worked a 15-year job. I was at my job for 15 years, and then CJ opened this vapor venue here in my town, and that's my job now. That's my full-time job. I work at vapor venue. If that goes, I'm fucked. I mean, you know, but at the same token, I don't have all this work and time and money into like this big company that you guys have made. I mean, you've made this wonderful thing. Does that enter the back of your head at all? Like, oh, no. Yeah, it's uh, it's always been, you know, something that you kind of keep in the the back of your brain. Um, But there also became uh, a time when you really had to say, fuck it. If you were in for a penny, you had to be in for the pound. And if you were going to go at it. You had to go at it full steam because half-ass wasn't going to get you there. Um, having, you know, with us fully um, in the businesses, um, and obviously, you know, it's no secret that we're a part of, of AMSA, has afforded people like Scott the the wonderful ability to go and work with the FDA, yep. uh, the Office of Management and Budget. So I feel that collectively, all all three of us together, really, you know, dedicating ourselves to not only the business but the industry has given us chances that we we wouldn't have had um, if we were still kind of sort of, you know, playing it safe with our day jobs and and doing this as a side business. And there are many people out there who are doing the same thing. And I think that those efforts will be will, well rewarded in the end. Um, I've, I've, the other side of it is we've been worried about the FDA forever. Yeah. And and I refuse to just sit around and be worried about them. That doesn't mean that I'm not trying to do anything about it. It doesn't mean that I'm not nervous, but I'm not going to let – the arbitrary FDA machine worry me. I'm, we're going to give it everything we got. We're going to ask those that can do the same to join in the effort. And hopefully it works out in the end. It, it might not, but I mean, all indications right now suggest that, you know, it's going to hurt, but we're going to be okay. And lots of other people are going to be okay. And I'm okay with that. Right. See, I love that. Go big or go home. That's what I loved about CJ what he was doing with the Vapor Venue. When we started talking about this and him putting a store here and me running the store and this and that and everything else, I, I had talked with other uh, uh, companies about doing this, like them opening up a store somewhere in Connecticut and, and, and me being a manager or whatever, running or whatever. I loved – I went with CJ and I love CJ because he's truly going all in. He's, he, he opened a store. He took all that money. Open another one. Open another one. Open another one. He's not like just saying, "Oh, I'm going to bank all my money, and you know, hopefully this stays, and if not, I'm okay." He's all fucking in, and I respect that so much. I and I, I, I that's why I went with CJ. I really respect what he's doing. He's just he's going all in too. He's just opening shop after shop after shop. He's just you know working to perfect his his e liquid, and and he's all in. 
and you're right. You know, either either you and him and all the other people that are doing this are going to be greatly rewarded, or what are you going to do? You know, you, you just go on. But uh, I don't know. I I just can't see. I I don't see how this could go away. How could it go away? It's too big. It's too big now. They can't make it go away. I mean, I, I just don't see how that's humanly possible. No, they they can't make it go away, but they can make it really shitty. They can make it so that you're you're using a views or you're using a. Uh Probably not even an enjoy, but uh, a views or a Mark Ten or something like that. Go away, no. But the it's going to be radically different than what we know now. But if they make it where we could only use a views or a Mark Ten, in a sense, they are making it go away because none of us are using that. I, I mean, well, no, it's it's the golden rule, Kevin. The man with the gold makes the rules. Exactly. Um, one of the things that I've been doing um, to sort of try to not necessarily brace for impact but get my head in the right space is I've been watching a lot of documentaries on uh, Netflix about the non-industrial um, farming segment, mm-hmm. um, which seems like a really obscure place to look to for guidance. But um, if you look at what family farming, organic farming, and what non-industrial farmers have been going through over the last 10, 15 years and the types of arbitrary regulation that the FDA has put down, obviously, at the hands of very, very good lobbyists, um, it, it can be very daunting. It can be a very, very scary thing to see. Um, but I, I do see a lot of parallels in between the two industries. And, uh, you know, they're still open. They're still they're still farming. It's just insanely difficult. And uh, I think, you know, I don't know what's there to say. And, 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 I, and I think the sad thing is, is there are definitely millions, millions of vapors just in this country, millions. And uh, like vapors like most Americans aren't really going to do anything until it's too late. And and that frightens me. They're not going to do shit. They're, they're not going to do anything until they find out, oh, this, this is going to go now. Oh, my God, this is going. Well, let's do something. People wait for it to be too late. I, it, it drives me crazy. Like, I, I was saying this before. I, I went to uh, um, VaporCon this uh, past October because I hadn't been in a couple of years. So I went to VaporCon, and I was talking to one of the guys from uh, CASA, and – over uh, over a thousand people walked by. I said, "How many? You know how many people actually showed interest out of those thousand people about you know activism in Kassad, You know what they could do? Ten, ten people, <laughs> ten fucking people out of over a thousand people. That it, it's scary. And there's like nothing you can say or do. they just don't care. They they want to know the the best daddy to blow clouds, and they want to know where to get serial killer. They want it, to. It's like they just. I don't know. It's like they're going to wait for it to be too late. So I just hope to God it doesn't come to that because I don't know how to get anybody to even do anything. I mean, it's just crazy. I just feel that years ago, even though we were smaller, a lot more of us were active. And now you would think with all these people, there'd be even more people active. But no, there's not. Yeah, not. I wish I wish I had a good justification for that, but I I can't just justify that. It doesn't make sense to me either. No. One of the well, things, one of the weapons. You, I'm sorry, Jack. Go ahead. Well, <clears throat> I was going to say. I mean, if I have to be brutally honest, I mean, this is what we make our livelihood off of. This is this is our day to day. This is you know what what we worry about. For us, it's very important. Yes. As a consumer, I don't. I I would have to say, if I'm honest. That I would probably be guilty of not of kind of resting on my laurels when things like this would come up. I think that's part of the problem. 
you mix that in with the combination of like I think a lot of this sort of stuff, if you want to get people active, you have to get the shopkeeps um, people who have retail brick and mortars and stuff enthusiastic about it and and knowledgeable about it so they can inform the consumers so that the consumers know about it. But one of the things we've um, been experiencing with the explosive growth of a, 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 in particular brick and mortars is there's a lot of misinformation happening behind the counters, which um, is kind of surprising. I know that we met a gentleman at a trade show in Las Vegas who – um, he said he was a professional coil builder, which I had never heard of, but <laughs> he was a professional coil builder. He worked at a shop and he made coils and he said he only vaped liquids that came in glass bottles and that were FDA approved, which if you know anything about e-liquids, you know there are no FDA approved e-liquids. There might be FDA approved or certified labs, but there's no FDA approved liquids. So you've got a guy who works professionally building coils at a vape store, informing all of his customers uh, with this sort of an idea. So, I mean, it, I think it's a combination of things. Yes, the legal stuff is definitely an issue, and I think people should try to be involved with it. But then there's also the passive sort of consumer aspect, and then there's just misinformation at stores. A lot of these people really aren't as informed as they think they are. Right. No, no you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, we had a girl come in uh, not too long ago. She had an AR mod with an iClear 16 on it. And <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm like, what is, I go, what's this? She goes, okay, so, you know, I went to a vape shop and she said, I had one of those like little, you know, ego batteries on here. And, you know, I was using it and I was getting a headache. So she said, the guy told me that I was getting a headache because I was, uh, because I had such a little battery and I was probably sucking so hard to get vapor, you know, sucking hard all day was giving me a headache. So what I needed was something with a bigger battery. So he told me to buy this. So I bought it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And she says, no. And she goes, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting a headache. It, it's, it didn't work. And I, <laughs> I said, well, what strength liquid are you using? She goes, oh, yeah, I'm using 18. I said, well, that's probably your problem. You're getting a nicotine headache. You're, you're vaping too much nicotine. She goes, so it wasn't my battery. I said, no. I, I, I was, <laughs> she was told this at a vape shop. I mean, I, I, you know, and, and that's the problem, too. You have a lot of these people opening vape shops that don't know anything about vaping. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. But well, that, that, what, that feeds right back into your, you know, the, the business owners need to be more active and, 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 and inform their customers. But... I mean, I, if I can get on my soapbox for a second here, we, when uh, Ohio last year in May, uh, the governor presented a 49% tax on e-cigarettes, and, and I tried to start the Ohio Vapor Trade Association with that. We we sent out a, a number of of notices to to local area shops. We had a you know I think 12 that showed up in in all of Ohio. Which you know, if you think about it, there's 35 stores in Dayton, and, and only 12 in all of Ohio showed up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, there were three three companies were were footing the bill to to pay a lobbyist to fight the uh, the taxes, and and we were able to successfully fight it. So, in in all of Ohio, you only had three vendors that actually were willing to to come forward and and put out the the effort or the really it was just put out the money to pay a lobbyist to to go to the, the state house and and use their networking connections to to kill uh this this tax on e-cigs 
Right. And it's it's just crazy to me that you know, and the the minimum the minimum pledge you would have to pay a month as a store owner, and not for per store, but just for your business if you had one store or five hundred was two hundred dollars a month. And and even with with that small of a fee, we we couldn't get the majority of the shops interested. Everybody was was more than happy, and, and they said they were on board until it came down to actually putting some money towards uh, towards hiring a professional activist. So. You know, yes, we need to get the public more involved and and educated on what's happening, and we need more of them to be um, participating in, in advocacy. But we also need more 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 brick and mortar owners. Yes, and, and some some of it's not even about money. You know, they they came. I think it was last year, maybe a little over a year ago, here where they came up uh, with this ridiculous law that they wanted everything to have labels on it, uh, warning like warning labels. Which was absolutely silly because, you know, a, a mod doesn't have nicotine in it. A Cardemeyer's doesn't have nicotine in it. I mean, they, they did, the, the, it was just a stupid law. And uh, Gray kindly came here and, and spoke to the committee and, you know, told them how stupid it was. And they actually listened to him and it just got thrown out. But at the time, and I didn't work at uh, Vapor Venue at the time. I worked my old job. I was just a vapor. And I was just trying to get brick and mortars to come to the uh, hearing to, to speak, to let the committee know, the health committee, how ridiculous this law is and explain to, him, explain to them why it's so ridiculous. And I remember calling this one brick and mortar and uh, I talked to the woman. It was this woman that owned it and I was telling her about what was happening and I was, and I was saying, you know, listen, could, do you think you could, you know, come next week and uh, speak at the hearing? And she says to me, well, you know, I'm real busy. I said, well, Okay. Now, what, I, what I'm thinking in my head is I want to tell her to go fuck herself because I'm thinking, you, you're, you, do you realize how this would affect your business? But I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, okay, well, I said, how about this? I said, how about you just write what you want to say? And then you can send somebody else. You could send a friend, uh, an employee, you know, a coach, anybody. You know, if you're, if you're that busy, just write what you want to say and you can send somebody and they can come and represent your company and speak on behalf of your store. Again, she, well, I don't know. I'm just real busy. I'm like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I, I, <laughs> I was just, and, and then I think, how's this woman in business? How does she not? She just could have given a shit. Didn't care. Couldn't care at all. And I'll never, never buy anything from her. And nor would recommend anybody to go buy anything from her. I'm not going to say who she is or her business, but it, I don't know. It just aggravates me. It, it, it's very, very frustrating. So I want to get into – I'm getting so off. So anyway, you start Nickwood. Now you've had Nickwood what? It's been about like three years, right? It's been a while, two and a half, three years. We launched it at VaporCon 2. Right. And, oh, and that's the other thing. You guys would go – I'm sure you still do this. You go to events, right? You go to like the VaporCon, the Vapor Bash. You go to all these events, right? You have this big – beautiful liquid booth and you go there and you hand out e-liquid now don't get me wrong that's nice and all that you're handing out e-liquid i'm sure vapors love it because they get free e-liquid but i've been to events where you're handing out e-liquid 
And I go, this is wonderful. I want to buy some. And you go, oh, well, it's not for sale. Why don't you bring some to buy? <laughs> Just don't bring samples. Bring some people can buy it. That was the most well, frustrating I'm sure you thing. Have a, I'm sure you have a smartphone. And, and I don't know if anybody showed you how internet uh, purchasing yeah, but, works on your smartphone. I, I, want, I want to buy it there. If I go there and I try your juice and I'm like, oh, this is phenomenal. I want like 60 mils of this. I want to be able to buy it and bring it home with me. I understand I could go on the website and buy it. And I have done that. When I first, the first time I ever tried Sublime was at an event and you were giving it out. I'm like, oh my God, this is phenomenal. And you're like, yeah, I don't have it for sale. So I went home and I ordered it online. But I wanted it, you know, like now, you know, do you still just like hand out samples and not sell any juice or are, <laughs> are you at least selling juice now so, so people can get it? No, the, the, the logistics of, of give, having juice to give away and and selling juice just doesn't work out. I mean, we, we've always been, you know, these, these events, these are for vapors, right? Yes. To, to me, I've, I've never liked, you know, going all the way back to, to the first ever vape fest in, in Virginia, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always been, it's always been, it, it, these events are supposed to be for the consumer, not necessarily for the vendor. So, so if, if we're going to bring, a ton of juice to give away. I think I think our our record was twenty five bottles a minute that we did at, at a show in California. Um, you know that's a lot of juice. So the logistics of of having juice to hand out and also juice to sell and and the shipping for all of that it just it it doesn't make sense from from our standpoint. I think at that show we gave out almost twenty five thousand bottles of liquid, and the average is something around. Eight to twelve thousand bottles at smaller events, and I, I personally like giving the juice away. I mean, that's to me. I I love getting swag. We go to different kinds of conventions, whether it's gaming or paper products or whatever, and you go there to get swag. I mean, yeah, it's cool to be able to buy stuff too, but I'm with Scott on that one. Well, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great that you give out all the juice. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's it's a nice thing to do. But like when I'm there. And I try, say you give me a bottle and I try it and I go, oh my God, this is phenomenal. I want to be able to go home with lots more of it. <laughs> I don't have to go home, order online, but you know, that, that, that's fine. That's just me. I want to yeah, ask I, you. Th- I, I like you, Kevin, but I don't think we're going to change what yeah. we're <laughs> I want to ask you this. Are you guys coming out or do you have currently like a high VG e-liquid line? Because I see a lot of companies are doing that now. And my second question is, are you coming out with three milligram? Because I see a lot of companies doing that. And I have to be honest, when I drip, I drip three milligram. Three milligrams starting to become really popular. <laughs> uh, yes and yes, already have. Um, we do have three milligram uh, that is in our current ratio, 60-40, 60 PG-40 VG, which was probably a mistake. It was probably a mistake. Um, that was an oversight on my part. Uh, I would say more than anything. Um, we're also doing a heavier VG line, and we're looking to release more flavors in VG and higher VGs, um, more targeted towards people who are dripping. Uh, obviously, that's that's the rage right now. Um, all the reviewers are reviewing that sort of stuff. That's where everybody's going right now. So, yes, we're, we, we have some of our current flavors. We just changed the ratio to 70-30, and we're selling them in a higher VG Um we also have those um, some flavors in our older ratios, but in a three milligrams. So okay, we've so, done both of those. So let me ask you this, Jack. If I want to get uh, now blueberry, I think is the greatest fucking flavor you make. Let's say I wanted to get seventy VG, thirty PG blueberry. 
in three milligram. Is that available now? Um, it is not yet. No, we're we're doing a small sample to see how it goes first. Um, <clears throat> blueberry was not one of them. <laughs> that oh, made, made the cut. how I'm is sorry. blueberry not one of them? Blueberry's phenomenal, Adam. I, was that your decision? <laughs> Did you blame me for that? I don't know. I don't know who to blame. I gotta I'll blame take it. <laughs> What's interesting is that the blueberry in our retail stores was insanely popular. Yes. But across the country, not so much. You got to be kidding me. Tony loves blueberry too. That was uh, we, we both said our favorite liquids uh, are blueberry. Blueberry's phenomenal. I, you you got to bring blueberry back. Please. <laughs> Please bring blueberry back. What about grape? Did grape make it? Well, we still have those in the old ratios. We don't have them in the new ratios oh, yet. So it, it's it, they will probably be coming. Please do <laughs> yes. something. Please do something that nobody else is doing. Please do a, thir- a seventy VG, thirty PG, and just do some standard fucking flavors: blueberry, grape, uh, pineapple. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's got all these mix and this and fifty flavors together. I'm telling you, there's demand. And I hear it in the store all the time. We have people come in. They go, don't you just have a fucking blueberry? Don't you just have a cherry or a strawberry? No. I mean, because nobody's making it. Nobody's making just a basic flavor anymore that's a 70 VG, 30 PG. It, like, doesn't exist. Well, you know, because nobody buys it. They will. They will, Dino. They will buy it. People ask for it. I'd buy it in a fucking heartbeat. Now, I can't tell you how many people come in and ask for just basic flavors. And it's like, oh, no, we don't have blueberry, but we got blueberry, pomegranate, plum, pear. No, they just want a fucking blueberry. Well, I, I think he's right, though. Unfortunately, that's what we're seeing is that people won't buy the blueberry. That's the problem. Shops aren't interested in a high VG simple flavor. They're just not. Um one of the interesting things about that note is um, the, the, our, our, myself and our mixers at Nickwood were tasked with let's come up with a, a quote-unquote premium line, you know, so complicated flavors, high VG. And we did, and that's when we brought the 40 flavors flavor, for, forward. And when, we, when the panel tasted them, every flavor – that we tried to do with this premium guys, with this a lot of flavors, with a really high VG, none of them were flagged by the taste testers as a premium liquid. So it is interesting that I th- I, I, I'm curious in a blind taste test, if you put a bunch of flavors out, if people would say that the simpler flavors were premium or if they would still lean towards the really complex flavors because at least in our experience, when you do a blind taste test, People lean towards not not super simple, not singular flavors necessarily, mm-hmm. but one or two flavors. Those would be the ones that would say, "Yes, this tastes like a premium flavor." It's, we, and it's, we did it on drippers too. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. There, there's I think there's a there's a, a preconceived notion that if it comes in a glass bottle and it has a whole lot of flavors in it, it's high VG, then it's going to be a, a superior juice. But when it comes to a blind taste test. That doesn't necessarily work out. Right. In fact, so far, almost every single time we've done these sort of tests, these really rich, really complex flavors um, that I still think are good, but they're almost never classified as a premium liquid. It's almost always a simpler. You got to put a cork in it. Then it's more <laughs> a cork or some sort of coffee bean or something. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Put some clever, uh, you know, like intricate cartoon picture, and yeah, you know, dip yeah. the cap in wax. And <laughs> <it up. laughs> yeah, 
That's a good idea. I bet, I bet we'd get four or five bucks more if we dipped the cap in wax, right? That's right. Well, you know what, Dino? That's our job. Then this year we have to bring back simple. Bring back simple flavors. Dino and I single-handedly will bring it back. Good luck, brother. <laughs> well, Kevin, I'll ask, I'll ask the guys in the lab this week if they can make you up a couple hundred mils of blueberry VG3 milligram. Oh. We'll label it just fucking blueberry for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would just die and go to heaven. I really would. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. So, uh, Dino, do you have any questions for uh, either Jack, Scott, or Adam before no, I wrap really. this up? No, not really. <laughs> He's like, who are these old fucking guys? You're on the Legends. I, these are legends, you Dino. Are. You know who they are? Oh, so you've heard? I, I, I do now. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> These are, I wasn't around for Vaporcast. I wasn't around. Uh, I'm only around four years. These, you know? these guys, you guys are, are like old. This is like old timers' day. They're legends. I'm t- <laughs> yes, it's like you know, like retro. Like you know, how Grim Green's doing his retro thing now, where he's taking yeah. out <laughs> serial killer. <laughs> he does the retro vaping during his vlog now. What do you? <laughs> I like uh, I like the old timers day because it, it gives a chance for the the new vapors to to hear the struggles that we had and the struggles were real. Yes, they were. They absolutely were. You know, I was talking to some guy about that today. You know, I, I started vaping. I had I had a blue cig with a cart, and I was I put I'm going to the fucking pet store and buying a uh, uh, flu ball, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I could shove it in the cart so I could get an extra ten minutes out of my thirty minute uh, time. <laughs> My card. I may still have Fluvalane around here somewhere. <laughs> we, we need shirts to wear to a meet that says you don't know blue foam. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. The struggle is real. <laughs> it is true. I mean, but but listen, I, I, I am happy that now someone who wants to get into vaping that there's the, there's such so much good stuff now. I mean, it, it really is great for, for people getting into this, having Nautilus Minis and, and iSticks. And I, I still think the iStick, the Nautilus Mini, is a phenomenal setup for a new vapor. It's phenomenal. It really uh, yeah, is. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I think I said something to Scott and Adam the other day about this, that if we would have started vaping when, it, when there was a Nautilus and a, uh, an iStick available, I don't know if the, the fire for me would have kept, caught on. Like That's like, for me personally, the throat hit, the experience, everything is, uh, is about perfect. Yeah, it's not huge clouds or anything like that, but like the going through starting with an 801 a 901 a 510 a KR 808 going through all that crap it took you know it took all that to make us passionate about it making juice because at the time it was all chinese juice or really bad juice so yep. i don't know it's a, definitely a different day today if you want to get into vaping you really can get an ice stick and and a mini nautilus and that is a uh, an absolutely phenomenal setup to start with it is it is the greatest setup to start with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, you're right because, you know, back then I, we just didn't really have – I remember going from a, uh, a 510 to a 901, and I thought, oh, my God. I was just in love with the 901 because the flavor it was putting out was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, then you had the, uh, the Cisco 301 uh, drippers, and he had a 901 dripper and a 510 dripper. And then, it, yeah, it, it just – I, I guess just the, the the products that came out back then, you just made you want 
more, whereas now you get an eye stick and an Nautilus, you really don't need anymore. It, it really is phenomenal that, that they're not. But it's funny, though. I will have people that come into the store that have like a, a 510 and Nautilus. They'll come in to buy juice, and they'll see people in there, and they're dripping, and they're blowing clouds, and they're like, oh, my God. They're like, look at those clouds. They're like, uh, you know, that, that that's pretty crazy. They're like, can I do this with this, or how do I do that? They'll go, how do I do that? I'll say, listen, if is you're you're fine. <laughs> okay. If you're satisfied with that, stick with that. You don't want to start getting into that realm. I mean, you know, cause cause then at, at that like I say, at that point it becomes a hobby. Dripping and mods and buildables and wrapping coils, that's when it's not just about staying off cigarettes. It's become a full blown fucking hobby. If I could go back and not do all this and just be satisfied with an all this money and an eye stick, oh, that'd be wonderful. It'd save me all kinds of money. <laughs> you know, it would be, it really would. I mean, you know, I, I just I went beyond and uh you know, now it's too late. Now, now I'm in the, the whole hobbyist realm of it and, you know, building coils and, uh, you know, can't go back. It's too late now. But I want to thank Scott. First, I want to thank Adam because he came on. This is what thank you, Adam, for coming on so much. I, 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 I was really hoping to have all three of you, and it's great that I got all three of you. And, and, and thanks for doing that because I know you're also very, very busy. Scott, I want to thank you. Jack, I want to thank you. These gentlemen are phenomenal. Nickwood.com is the website. VaporCastStore.com is the website. You can go to VaporCast.com, and there's actually a box where you could click on to listen to their old uh, VaporCast episodes. And for all the people that have been waiting and waiting for the next VaporCast episodes, they posted a couple years ago on a form. Episodes coming, and that was about two years ago. It's coming. <laughs> we didn't lie. <laughs> you know, it's... it's- as soon as we dropped that episode, Kevin, we once again claimed the title of longest running podcast. So we can take that away from <laughs> that you. That is true. You're gonna take that yes, they're gonna take that away from us, Dino. As soon as that episode drops, they are now the longest running podcast. Uh, you might be more consistent, but are we going for quality or, or quantity? What no no, I'll, I'll listen, there's nobody I'd give that to but you. You guys deserve it. You can have it. <laughs> Only you guys, though, nobody else. <laughs> and I want to thank you guys for sponsoring the network. I think it's phenomenal. Um, it, I couldn't have asked for, for a better company to, to, to sponsor the network. I'm sure Russ thanks you. Um, I'm sure he's going to kick himself when he hears this because he probably would have called in if he was listening live. And I know he's not. God knows what he's doing. But uh, I know Luff's, uh, Russ loves you guys. He loved the podcast. He loved listening to you guys. And uh, just thank you. I mean, thank you. The audience thanks you. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate this. Yeah, anytime, Kevin. And let me know when the podcast is coming out because I will announce it. Everybody must (laughs) listen. They're all waiting. I'm waiting. I'm going to sit at my computer and wait till it comes out. We don't need that additional pressure. We'll push it out (laughs) in 2016. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Thanks, Kevin. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Good night. All right. Excellent. Oh, there we go. Okay. You still there, Dino? I'm here. All right. All right. Barry, if you're there, call in. 347-308-8329. I only got 20 minutes left on the phone. Barry's got something he wants to talk about. He sent me a, a message on uh, on uh, Facebook. Who's Barry? Do I know Barry? Uh, no. I don't okay. really know him either. He sent me a message. Okay. On uh, Facebook, he wanted he wanted to uh, discuss something. God, I love those guys. Scott, Adam, and Jack—they're nice guys, aren't they? Love very them. nice. Love that podcast. They get together. Oh, it was magic. And that blue—I I really hope he makes me that blueberry. Fuck, <laughs> I would cream my pants. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey! You didn't hear this yet, did you? 
Someone's what? got something they want to say to you. You want to hear it? I'm afraid to say yes. Okay, here's a message for you. Pull yourself together. Get your shit together. Learn the truth. And if you can't do that, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is that Genie? No. <laughs> that was. You don't know who that was? Listen, no, who listen. was that? Pull yourself together. Get your shit together. Learn the truth. And if you can't do that, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, that's Jan? Yeah. What, she, what was she all mad about? <laughs> I don't know. You must have pissed her off. You must have did something. She made a song, too. Here's her song for you. Pull yourself together. Learn the truth. Get your shit together. Shut the fuck up. Pull yourself together. <laughs> Learn the truth. Get your shit together. It's a great song. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> was that on her last show? Yeah. Oh, I got to go back and listen to that. It's <laughs> fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Let's see. Oh, was that? Hang on. Oh my god. It says 1111111111. It's a bunch of ones. Hello. Dimitri said Dimitri, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was you on hold. The, the call said a bunch of ones, and usually when it's all ones, it's like someone cranking us or some fucking <clears> bullshit, <throat> so I didn't pick it up. It didn't have a number. I'm sorry, Dimitri. Dimitri was on hold. He wanted to come on. I didn't know because it had all ones up on the fucking, on the, uh, on the call. Oh, he said that was middle fingers. Oh, come on, Dimitri. Don't be that way. You know you love me. 480, you are on the air. Hello? 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 Yes. Is this Barry? Hi, Barry. How are you? Are you there? Yeah. Okay. How you doing, Barry? I'm good. It's kind of a lag there. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, okay, Dino, this is why Barry called in. Barry sent me a message on Facebook, okay? And pretty much, I'm kind of paraphrasing. Here. Well, I am paraphrasing. But pretty much what he was saying in the message is, is he's pretty much just sick and tired of Russ not doing a show. So <laughs> he said, you know, on the nights that Russ is not doing a show, he would be willing to step up and do a show so that there's, you know, there's something. At least there's a show going on. Okay. So I had uh, talked to Russ about this. <laughs> I, I gave Russ your message, Barry. And uh, uh-huh. Russ pretty much said, fuck that. No way. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> but, you know, and okay, on one hand, listen, I understand, you know, I used to watch Entourage. I love that fucking show, Entourage. Oh, my God, I love Entourage so much. And I, it was on Sunday nights, and I remember nights that it wouldn't be on, and I would be fucking irate. I'd be so mad, like, what the fuck? Why, why is this not on? Another example. I don't listen to Howard Stern anymore because I just think he sucks. But years ago, I used to listen to Howard Stern when he first got on satellite radio. And there'd be times where he just wasn't on in the morning. And I and I'd get pissed off. Like, what the fuck? You know, why is he not on? This is ridiculous. And so I understand that you, you really love something and you just want to hear it. And when it's not on, it's extremely disappointing. I, I get that totally. I get that it's very disappointing. 
And I, I think people just get really disappointed because they, it's not that you hate Russ. If it's the opposite, you love him. You love listening to him. You look forward to hearing him. And when he's not on, it's a real fucking bummer. And I, I think, show, yeah, go ahead, Barry. The show, they educate and they company on driving the book because I listen to them and download on my phone. Okay, so when they're not there, I drive to work with. Didn't get in the car with. What's this guy calling with a ten can of rope? <laughs> your, your, no, your phone is. <laughs> it's a really bad connection. It's kind of hard to hear you. Are you on a cell phone or are you on a landline? An eight six zero call uh, back. Eight six zero, hurry up and call back. Are you still there, I, Barry? Yeah, so so you were saying you, you were I'll saying you, no 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 that's fine. So you're listening to him at work and uh, or you listen to him on the way to work and, and and it's a bummer, right? When he's not on. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and and I think Barry's saying so. I know if I feel this way, uh, well, other people do feel this way because they get upset. So what he's saying is is well, I think a good solution would be then if Russ can't do a show, then you know what? I'll step up. He he sent the email. I'll step up and I'll do a show. And uh, Russ just yeah, isn't... as no matter how bad a show anyone else could do, it would be not that bad. Right, because I mean Barry's figuring at least at least something's better than nothing. Uh, and, and I do. Is this the audio we should expect from your <laughs> first show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> I hope not. No, but, you know, and again, and I did bring it up to Russ. Just so you understand, Barry, uh, like, you know, for example, Sunday nights, I do a show. So I I own Sunday nights here. Tuesday night, Russ does a show. He owns Tuesday nights. Wednesday nights, Dimitri does a show. He owns Wednesday nights. So it's really up to Russ, whatever happens on Tuesdays, Dimitri, whatever happens on Wednesdays, Jan on Mondays, Jeannie on Thursdays. Those are their nights to decide. Now, Russ is completely not for this idea. He said, nope, fuck that. That's not happening. Me personally, if I wasn't able to do a show and you wanted to come on and do a show instead on Sunday night, be my guest. <laughs> I got no problem with that at all. <laughs> you can certainly come on and do it. You know, I, I, I have no issue with that at all. But, uh, you know... It, it, well, you're right. It was just an offer for us to learn, and that was it. Right. Did you get that, Dino? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're having a real back. Okay, so he knows me. This my marquee. What do you do to your marquee? I, I, I don't know. He said you pissed on he his marquee. Oh, he fixed your marquee. I thought you said he pissed on it. <laughs> What's his name? Barry. Barry. Yes. Oh, I know this guy. Shit! Thank God you typed it to me and call me. Oh, so you know him? So you can stop being so mean to him? No, I'm not being mean. This is what I do. <laughs> All right. So, yes, I, I relayed your message. Uh, Russ is not interested. But uh, like I said, if I'm not able to do a show on a Sunday night, friend, you are more than happy to come on and, and do a show. I'm fine with it. And I don't think uh, Dino would mind either. No, I would yeah, be there. Let me know. I'll do it. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, uh, actually, send me a message on Facebook. And uh, send me your email, and if I have something coming up where I'm not going to be able to do a show, I'll let you know, and you can come on, man. I'm fine with that. I'll listen to Barry. Who, kn- who knows? Maybe he's 
going to put on a phenomenal show and show us all up. You never know, Dino. Possible. Yeah, it is possible. I don't know with us, but, you know, maybe everybody else. <laughs> all right, Barry. All right, well, thanks for calling in, Barry. His his phone line is is terrible. Hang on. 860. Hello? 860. You're gay. Okay, well, can you turn down the uh, your your the sound because it's coming through, and then you can tell me I'm gay. <laughs> what do you borrow, Barry's phone? <laughs> you're 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 royally gay. You can't even build your own coil. <laughs> I'm royally gay. Yes, I am royally gay. Well, I, this is not the call I wanted. I wanted the person that was uh, there was supposed to be a Chinese man calling up, telling me to go fuck myself. What happened to that call? No, the Chinese man is um, down the street. <laughs> He's down the street. <laughs> you know what? That this is Mike uh, Dino. This is true. I, I, you know, I, I do have Mike build my coils. I haven't built a coil for my marquee yet. I just give it to Mike. <laughs> oh, Mike's the guy that builds the coils in your shop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't built one yet. You're well, too lazy. Well, no, it's not that. It's that I just haven't done it yet, and I just. I know so Mike's the professional coil builder for Vapor Venue. Uh, I'd say, yeah, yeah, he, he's pretty good at wrapping coils. But I've just never built the marquee before, and he just knows how to do it. So I just hand, I, you know, hand it to him. You know, it never <laughs> works, it's man. Yeah, it's actually he, he's actually good at building the marquee. But at the, but the funny thing though though is he's selling his marquee, which I don't understand. Why do you want to sell such a phenomenal Addy? That's crazy. I don't get that. Uh, I may keep it. I'm not sure. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> Somebody comes around with the right amount of money, I'll get rid of it. Right. <laughs> that is true. Well, Can't hey, please everybody. What you know? What that, Mike, Mike's a cloud chaser. He doesn't give a shit about flavor, Dino. He just wants um, the biggest clouds. He could oh, give bullshit. a. That is true. If they came out with a rebuildable and they said you can blow the biggest fucking cloud you've ever blown in your life, but you're not going to have any flavor, he'd be all over it. <laughs> no, no, no. That that's Grozik and Dustin. No, that's you. With that, that that's you. I'm telling you, 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 you're very, very. You want to blow the biggest cloud. You're very into making clouds. Are you not into making clouds? No. <laughs> no, I'm into doing flavor now. No. You know that. <laughs> now you're lying. <laughs> you, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yes, that's true. So if, if you want if you want a professional build from Mike, you can come in a vapor venue. He'll build it for you for free. He'll do it for nothing. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> you can throw the guy five dollars. Not for free. Not no more. <laughs> no, not anymore, huh? All right. Well, I'm gonna wrap this show up because I think it's about time to wrap it up. And oh wait, hang on, Mike. Jan wa- Jan has something she wants to say to you. Hey, oh no, no, no. First, first. I think this guy wants to say something to you. You guys are retarded. And then Jan wants to say something Pull to you. Together. Get your shit together. Learn the truth. <laughs> and if you can't do that, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, Mike. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, good night. I did want to share one thing with you. Yes. Um, we started a new job in Brooklyn. And typically when I start a job, I scout out the area and I look for a bathroom yep. that I could use because I don't like using Porta Johns. <laughs> yep. um, 
I look for a you know a good coffee shop, a good place to get lunch. Right. So directly across the street from the job is this place called Crunch. It's a, a gym, you know, gym, like a yep. workout place. Crunch gym, yep. Yeah. So I was going to get a Porter John for my personal use and put a lock on it. And I called up to get it for the job. And it was $100 a month for the, uh, for the Porter John. Wow. You still there? Yes. Oh, okay. So I went into Crunch and I found that I could get a membership there for $86 a month. Yep. And I have use of the bathroom and all the facilities. <laughs> so I got a membership at Crunch. <laughs> Just to use the bathroom. Just so I could use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is that? And I saved money. So you're going to pay $86 a month. <laughs> Just so you could use their bathroom. Yes, I do. $86 a month you and know I what? got use of the, the facilities. I, I have to be honest. I would do the same thing. I'm ex- I, I, I'm extremely picky about where I go to the bathroom. I, <laughs> I would do the same thing. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. Oh, that's Two dollars a day, and I got my own bathroom, and and somebody else cleans it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> somebody. <coughs> oh my God, you're gonna make me choke. Well, you know what? Since you had something to say, I have an announcement I have to make. Okay. Actually. I got five minutes left on the phone line, too. Good. I have an announcement I have to make. This is very, very big. This is a very big deal, what I'm about to say. You ready for it? Yeah, good. Okay. I'm telling everybody. This is, I haven't really told hardly anybody, but I'm going to make this announcement now. Do you know? You're getting married. I'm pregnant. <laughs> no, wait. Jamie's pregnant? <laughs> no, I'm pregnant. All right, you're an ass. Jamie got me pregnant. That's great. She did. You don't believe me? No. I'll call her right now. Watch. I'm pregnant. This is amazing. I, I just never thought in a million years I'd, I'd be a father again. Where is she? Answer the phone. Jamie's going to have a baby? Well, I'll, 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 I'll let her tell you. I'll let her explain it. If she picks up the phone. Plus, I've only got six minutes left. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic <laughs> voice message system. Me? 8608. Hang, Hang on a second. Sweetie, pick up the phone. Sweetie, pick up the phone, sweetie. Okay, hang on. Let me do this again. I ran out the room. We call again. Since you don't believe me. Okay, here we go. She's going to pick up now. Hopefully. My goodness. Only got five minutes left on the phone. Hello? Uh, hello? Hi, how are you? Okay. Um, I just had to call you because I made an announcement and Dino didn't believe me. I made an announcement. Well, I made an announcement. I told everybody that I'm pregnant and that you got me pregnant. You are? Yeah. And I, <laughs> and, and Dino didn't believe it. Aww. <laughs> is, yep. is, is Jamie pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Jamie, you're going to have a baby? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Who's the oh, dad? Thank you. 
<laughs> I asked that myself when she told me. I said, who's the father? <laughs> you should name it Dino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great news. Congratulations. Yes, Jamie is oh, pregnant. Thank you. It's uh, wow. she's been wanting a baby for years. I've been avoiding it for years, and I said, you know, it's it's about time. You know, she does. Uh, she, I'm getting older. She's getting older. She wants to be a mom. I think she'll be a great mom. Um, it's just, it's mm-hmm. time. So, yes, that's great news. Congratulations to both of you. Oh, thank you. It's it's very very exciting. Okay, well, awesome. I know yeah. you, I know you're very shy, so I'll let you. I'll let you go. I don't. <laughs> okay. I won't subject you to us anymore. All right, sweet. Bye, Jamie. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Wow, that's great news, man. Yes, that is great news. Yes. You know what's crazy is uh, she uh, she's going to have the baby. It probably be sometime in August. Uh-huh. And my son turns 18 in August. So wow. like Devin turns 18 in August and it's like, oh, he's grown up now. Yay, I'm done. And then boom, baby comes up. Oh, got to start all over. <laughs> yeah. You ain't kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, my father was having kids in his 60s. Yeah. And well, see, that's the other reason, too. I, I didn't want to be one of those guys that was like fucking 50 and 60 and having a baby and I. You know, I'm 43, so I figure I'm 43. I've got to do it now, or else it's it's just going to get to the point where it's too late, and I didn't want it to be. Uh... Yeah, sooner or later, that ball's going to fall off, too. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that ball's going to. I just took that out of the chat. <laughs> so, yep. It's uh, quite remarkable. Yes. That's great, man. Congrats. I, you know, I'm a little disappointed that you followed that, be, you know, behind my story about the, the you know, my new shitter, <laughs> but it's still. That's great news. Well, I thought it was such a phenomenal story. I had to top it somehow. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so, man, some, that's awesome. Something I want to share here, too. Look at this link. This was on Dimitri's uh, Twitter. I thought this was fucking funny as hell. Where is it? It's right there. Look at that picture. I think that's great. Hang on. I got to bring it up myself. I closed everything Welcome. out here. Welcome to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That's awesome. Welcome to you next time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is the best picture. Oh, jeez. With all the money they got, you think they would get somebody to write the whatever that really means? Yeah. <laughs> see, you, yeah. see you next time. <laughs> well, well, apparently that was in some mall. I asked Dimitri before the show. He said it was in some like electronics uh, mall where there's a bunch of electronic stores. And yeah, I just think that's awesome. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I can imagine how many others uh, like that too. There's probably a shitload of those signs like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. Well, so now you got a now now you now you got a baby coming. Yes. You better really push for syndication. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh yes, I heard from our uh, 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 our our major guest. I heard from her. I don't know her handler or manager, whoever she, who he is. Uh, she is going to be coming on. It should be within the next few weeks, and uh, that's going to be fun. It'll okay. be very exciting. Terrific. And then from there, it's just it's it's all the way up. It's just up from there, Dino. Okay, I'm ready. 
you know, by the end of the year, we're, we're going to be it. We're going to be big time. We're going to be a hit. I don't think anybody can touch us. We just got that. We got that thing going on. You know what I'm saying? We got that rapport. We. How the hell are you going to do this with a new baby on the way? <laughs> oh, I'll do it. You're going to be changing diapers and breastfeeding and all I, that. I know. Well, I've changed diapers before. Breastfeed. Listen, I got to breastfeed. I got to breastfeed. You know, it's part of being pregnant. <laughs> And that's it. You, you know what? Oh, you know, funny, funny, funny. I forgot about this. I want to lose weight. Okay. I, I, yeah, I'm Come hang out with me. Well, what I did was I went to the store the other day. I bought an elliptical. And I said, okay. You hang your clothes on it like I did? <laughs> no. I got the elliptical. We put it all together. Today was actually my first day of I'm going to eat right and I'm going to work out. So I wake up. Go downstairs. I have the elliptical in the basement. You know, we got a finished basement. Go down in the basement. I got on the elliptical. I'm like, all right. My goal is to do this 30 minutes a day. So I haven't exercised in, I don't know, over 20 years, maybe more than that. So I got on the elliptical and I'm like, all right, I'll set it for 15 minutes. And what you do is you could choose like it as, like I chose the fat burner thing 15 minutes and then automatically adjust the tension and all kinds of stuff. It, it does everything. So I get on this thing, I start doing it, you know, I'm doing it for like the first minute. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm listening to my music. I'm getting into it. Second minute, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm still hanging in there. I'm all right. Third minute, I'm like, whew, you know, like, like my legs are starting to cramp up. Well, already like, in three minutes? Yeah. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so I'm doing this. I'm Now I'm at six minutes, right? At six minutes, I feel like I'm going to die. My legs are cramped up. I can't breathe. I'm sweating like a motherfucker. I'm like, oh my god, I don't believe this. I, 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 and I'm like, I. So I've already come to the conclusion that 15 minutes is out. At this point, I'm just trying to do seven minutes because I'm looking at the calorie thing, right? And it's like saying, you know, you've burned 42. 40. So at this point, I'm just trying to get to seven minutes and burn 50 calories. I get seven minutes done. I, I get off this thing. I felt like I was gonna vomit. I couldn't breathe. I was sweating like you couldn't believe. My legs are all cramped up. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I am so out of shape. That is so fucking pathetic. I, <laughs> I got seven minutes. So you burned 50 calories? <laughs> yeah, I burned That's a fucking rice cake. <laughs> I burned 50. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to like. Tic Tac's got 12 calories. Yeah, right. So I I don't know. I guess I'm just going to keep. It's just sad. It's it's so sad that. I, you I mean, should see. Start off slow. Well, you, yeah, you should, I what am. You should do, what you should do is start off, do a week, do like try to do five minutes for yeah, a week or two. Yeah, I am. That's what And then yep. increase. And don't go from five to 10. Go from five to seven. Go from seven to nine. Go from nine to 11. Do it like that. It's going to take time, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's what somebody said. They said do five minutes for a while and then, you know, increase a few minutes. You know, I, I, it's just, I, I don't know what I was thinking. You know, I got this thing. I thought, man, I'm going to do 30 minutes a day. No problem. I'm on my fucking mind. I can't even do seven minutes. Never mind 30 minutes. So. Yeah, I'm just going to take it. But I, I I am eating right. You know, I, I wasn't eating. I didn't eat junk. Nothing bad all day. And uh, I'm, I'm, I am I'm got a stomach. You know, I got to lose it. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm going to get rid of this stomach and I'm going to fucking use this thing every day. I'm committed. Keep it in mind. You know, you got a kid coming now. You're going to. That's right. If it's a boy, you're going to be chasing him on a bicycle. That's and right. All kinds of shit. That's right. So I got to be in. Uh, that's the other thing, too. I got a kid coming now. I got to be in. Uh, than the right health. So, That's right. 
But yeah, you know, it, it's good. I mean, listen, Jamie's a good girl. You know, she's going to be a good mother. I'm very happy for the both really of you. That's is, awesome. So, yes. Yes. Very, very exciting. So now everybody knows. Now I've made the announcement. I'm pregnant. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're wrapping this up. Unless there's anything else right. you want to bring up. Any other special places you took a shit or. No, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next week. Everybody will look forward to Dino and I next Sunday, and I'll talk to you later. Good night, buddy. I'm in later. All right. That was fun. Lots of fun. Let's get into what's going on this week on VP Live. On Monday, Monday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the lovely Jan. With Anton Nanny with Raven Grimm. Tuesday, you may or may not have Russ with Clickbang at 9 o'clock. Wednesdays at 9 o'clock, Smoke Free Radio is coming back. It is back this Wednesday, 9 o'clock. I'm sure Dimitri will be talking about his trip to China and a bunch of other stuff. Thursday at 9 o'clock, you have the Genie K Show, and I will be back next Sunday. Myself and Dino. Dino, the star of VP Live. I want to thank Adam, Jack, and Scott for coming on. Nickwit.com. They are our exclusive sponsor. NICQUID.com. Check them out. Thank you, Nickwit, and thank you guys for coming on. It was wonderful. And thank you for your support. And I'll be back next Sunday at 9 o'clock. I am done. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>